You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. I'm so thrilled that you're here again this week. Um, you know, it's it's been my prayer that these episodes and these podcasts would be an encouragement to you, that they would be a place of wisdom and answers and solutions to some of your life's questions, um, and that they would always bring a comfort and encouragement to your heart. That's my prayer, because I believe that's what the Holy Spirit does through the Word of God and um, through other people. He encourages us, He comforts us, and He provides answers. And so I have always prayed that that would be um Anytime that I would speak, that that's something that I would bring to my listeners. And so I hope and pray that that is what you are getting from these um, messages, from these episodes, and that God's encouraging you, strengthening you, giving you wisdom. You know, in in some of the seasons that I walked through that were very difficult and dark, um, God always provided the right word, the right encouragement. Um, and the right voice in my life. And so it's my prayer that I can be that for you as well, that you would um, find truth and find joy and find hope, uh, but that it would also bring a place of, of challenge where we would be challenged to tweak certain things in our lives because we want to be better. We want to be like Jesus and we want to make a difference in the world around us. So thanks for being here. I pray that that um, is what you are being ministered and um, that God is ministering to you through these podcasts. So before we get started, you know how we get started. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you this next 30 minutes. Father, I pray that you would speak through me. I pray that you would give me wisdom, that I would be able to communicate the joy on your heart and what, what brings you joy, Father, and what brings us joy as we step out and obey you and use the talents and gifts that you've given us. I surrender myself to you. I give you this time, and I ask you to speak through me clearly and give me the right words in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, I'm so excited to talk to you guys this week about something that I am passionate about, something that I love, something that gives me energy, something that keeps me going, something that gives me hope, and that is using your gifts and talents for the kingdom of God but also to make money. And I have always, <laughs> it's, it's, I've kind of always been a little entrepreneur at heart. Um, I'll tell, I'll, well, I'll go ahead and tell you this story. When I was in kindergarten, um, we went on a field trip. I was, I think I was five. I may have been in first grade. I may have been six. Um, we went on a, a field trip to a very familiar place. Those of you listening from New Bern, uh, we went to Tryon Palace <laughs> and we went to the gift shop. And at the end of the the the, um, the field trip, my mom had given me a little bit of money. I don't remember if it was my mom or my dad. Someone had given me a little bit of money, and I went into the gift shop, and I bought these super long, like 18-inch long pencils that had these giant erasers on the end. Um, and I don't remember how many I bought, but I bought a few for a quarter each. And so I got back on the bus and all of my little friends were like, I want a pencil and I didn't get a pencil. And so my little five-year-old mind said, well, uh, you can have one of mine for 50 cents. (laughs) So I sold my little pencils on the bus for 50 cents that I had bought for 25 cents each. And I got in trouble for it. My teacher got on to me. Um, called my mom, told her she couldn't believe I was doing this, that it was dishonest and all of these things. And so I got home from school and I was like, man, I'm in trouble. Mom and dad are going to be mad at me. And my mom and dad 
I don't remember, they sat me down or they just told me, and they weren't mad at me at all. In fact, they were proud of me. And I need to say this, like, we're not going to be stingy and we're not going to be people who don't share, obviously. That's not the lesson here. The lesson here is that having an entrepreneurial mind and having a mindset of using your talents and gifts to build wealth and make money is not wrong. And so I'm going to tear down that thinking today. I hope that by the end of this, you are going to let go of any guilt that you might have, any questions that you might have, that God is not calling you to be broke and sad and miserable. God is calling you to a life of fruitfulness, of blessing. Um, The Proverbs 31 woman is a perfect example. I mean, we read the description of her and she is working diligently and then selling and um, making money. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible tells us over and over and over again to be diligent, to be faithful, that God will give us wealth, that God will prosper us if we work hard and if we put him first. You know, we, we, we're not going to talk about making money without first establishing what we've talked about in several episodes, which is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. But we're not, and, I, and then I did a whole episode on generosity and talked about giving and how we give from our excess and we give and we are generous and we're constantly living with an open fist. We're not greedy. So when I talk about making money, when I talk about um, prospering, I am not talking about it from the aspect of I'm going to be greedy. My little five-year-old self, I was not being greedy. That was something in me that was sparked an idea to make money. There wasn't, there was a demand for pencils. I saw the demand and I saw an opportunity to increase my money. And so now obviously my parents were teaching me to share and we teach our children to share and God is calling us to share and be generous. I did a whole episode of that on that. You can go back and you can listen to it. But if we already have established our priorities, we've talked about priorities in past episodes, if we've already established our priorities and they are set, we know that God is first. We know that he is our priority. We know that his kingdom is our priority. We know that righteous living is our priority. We know that he's first. We know that we live a surrendered life. And if he tells us to give it all away tomorrow, we will. But if we've established our priorities and we have established a heart of generosity, then we will be blessed. And God is, there are times that you will pray and ask God for opportunities or you will pray and ask God to um, increase your finances. And God, sometimes he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to step out. He has placed on the inside of you talents and abilities and creativity and capability that not everyone has. You have something to bring to the table. You have something to bring to society. You have something to bring to your community that not everyone has. I am not gifted. I am not a gifted artist. You know, I am not a musician. I am not gifted in those areas. And so I'm not going to offer my services in those areas, but I am gifted in organization. I'm gifted in, in other areas and areas that excite me. Okay, so let's talk about this. God has given you certain gifts and talents and abilities, and he's also given you certain desires and passions. If there is something that you are passionate about, 
I want you to ask yourself today, maybe even write it down in a journal. What am I passionate about? What am I good at? Um, What is a need that I could meet? And in doing that, you're going to be able to create what I call a side hustle. Well, what is a side hustle? Let's talk about capacity for a minute. I only have capacity for so much. You only have capacity for so much in life. We've talked about time management. We've talked about, you know, um, organizing and having order. So you may be at a season of your life where you absolutely do not have any capacity for anything extra right now. And that's okay. You need to work diligently at what you've been entrusted with and what you've been given. Now, if that season changes and now you have the capacity and the time for something extra, then begin to ask God, what is something extra that I can do to either use my gift and my talent to serve in the kingdom of God or to use this as a side hustle and make a little extra money? Now, what I love to do is to to hone in on what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at, take that, create a side hustle out of it, create a little side business out of it, create a, a hobby. Basically, it's a hobby that pays. That's what I like to refer to it as. What is a hobby that you could do that's fun, that's an outlet for you, a creative outlet for you, but then it also pays a little extra cash? Well, then I take that and I say, okay, I'm going to make money doing this, but at the same time, I'm going to use this for the kingdom of God, to benefit the church, to bless the community of God, to bless the body of Christ, to use it as a blessing to someone who needs it. And when you live with a surrendered heart that says, okay, God, you're the one who's given me this talent. You're the one who's given me this business. You're the one who's given me this side hustle. It's yours. It's not mine. It belongs to you. I'm going to use it for your kingdom, but I'm also going to use it to make a little extra cash. God is not calling us to be broke and miserable and unhappy. You know, I always talk about um, being healthy in our soul, in our body, in our minds. And a lot of times I think that we miss this because we think we shouldn't step out and work and make money on the side. But God actually says that our soul will prosper when we work diligently. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. It says, Lazy people want much, but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Another version says, the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The soul of the lazy person is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. I love that because it it tells me that if I work hard and I'm diligent, my soul is going to find satisfaction. Some of us are out there wondering, why is my soul so dissatisfied? Why do I feel so empty? What is missing? And, you know, it could be many, many, many things. It could be a thousand different things. But for today, I want you to ask yourself, is it that I need to be diligent? Is it that I need to step out? Is it that I need to be brave and courageous and put myself out there and offer my services to someone to meet a need for them and then to begin to be blessed myself? We have to keep our priorities in line, but when we do this, we're going to start to see maybe our soul's going to prosper. Um, Proverbs 6.6 says, consider the ant. You know, the ant works hard all winter long preparing for summer. Is, 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 Is your life that of an ant or are you sitting back waiting for someone to, to drop a thousand dollars on your lap? Or are you thinking, you know what? I could do something to make some extra cash. 
There are characteristics that we have to maintain in our lives if we're going to do this. You know, things like, all right, let's talk about what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person do people want to hire? What kind of person do people want to work with? Well, people want to work with someone who's excellent. People want to work with someone who has a spirit of excellence, someone who's going to show up on time with a smile, someone who is going to do the job that they've been hired to do and do it excellently, to do it to their very best ability. Not someone who's going to do it sloppy, not someone who's going to leave them hanging, not someone who's going to do it half done, but someone who's going to care about the thing that you've hired them to do and is going to do it with excellence. And you guys know it is hard to find people like this in today's world. So let's be these kind of pe- this kind of person. I believe that the body of Christ and the people of God should be the most excellent people in the world. We should be the most hireable, most admirable, most excellent people in the world. We shouldn't do things halfway. We shouldn't do things sloppy. We shouldn't do things in a way that that is disappointing to the person who's hired us. And this goes for not just your side hustle or your side business, but this also goes for your attitude in your your 9 to 5, your 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 career and your job. If someone has hired you to do a job, you do it diligently and excellently. And by doing that, you just wait and watch your work will be noticed. Promotion will come. When you show up every day at work and you say, I'm here to give my very best. I am here to be a solution to my employer. I am here to bring solutions to the table, not problems. I am here to step up and say, how can I bring a solution to this problem? When you look around your place of business, when you look around your place of work and you see Um, an area of weakness, or you see something that needs to be improved, do you look at that and criticize? Do you look at that and think, man, that's, that's, that's not being done right. I wish that was better. Do you just sit back with a critical spirit or do you look at it and go, I could be a solution to that problem. I have this, this, and this solution I'm going to present to my employer, and I am going to bring a solution to that problem. I'm going to build my team. I'm going to build the people around me in order for us to bring a solution to the problem that I see. A lot of people aren't that way. A lot of people are more of a burden to their employer than they are a blessing. And I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be the kind of person that my employer looks at me and says, thank you for bringing a solution to that problem. Thank you for thinking about that and taking care of that for me kind of like Joseph in the in the in Potiphar's house he everything was so well taken care of the Potiphar didn't even have to think about it he didn't even have to think about what was going on cuz Joseph was such a man of excellence and diligence and i believe we are all called to be that now back to the idea of using your talents and gifts um, and a side hustle with a spirit of excellence, people are going to want to hire you because it is rare. And they're going to see you and go, that's a person who wants to work. That's a person who's excellent and pleasant. And I'm going to want to hire them. And I said, pleasant. That's another characteristic. Are you, are you pleasant? Are you, do you smile? You know, I know we all go through hard days. I know some days I am grumpy and I tell Matt up front, man, Matt, I'm grumpy today. Bear with me. But for the most part, we should be a people full of joy, full of, full of light and energy and excitement for tomorrow because we are full 
of the joy of the Lord. We are full of the presence of God and we bring that into the world around us. See, we sit back in our, I talk about priorities and and spending time with the Lord. We sit back in our personal time with God and we get so filled up with his presence and we get so filled up with his goodness. And then we go out into the world and we carry that into a world that's full of discouragement, despair, frustration, They're unhappy, they're discontented, but we get to bring contentment and joy and peace and excitement and energy into the workplace or into your side hustle and your side business. So be someone who's pleasant, be someone that's, that's kind and encouraging and positive. Man, there are certain people that I have to work with and, um, I enjoy working with someone who is positive. I and I I personally have an editor's personality, meaning I can look at just about anything and find the problem with it, but I work at being positive and not being critical. I don't it's different if you're someone who who naturally is an editor and can find something that's wrong to make it better. It's that's a different thing from having a critical spirit. I don't want to have a critical spirit. I don't want to look at people and look at things and look at systems and just find what's wrong and be critical. I want to look at people, problems, systems, see what's wrong, and then help bring a solution and a fix to that. But there are people that I work with, um, not any of my close friends that are out there, so this is not about you, but there are people that I work with who are very negative. And to be honest, they begin to lose favor with me and I don't want to hire them anymore because every time I encounter them, every time I'm I'm in conversation with them, every time I work with them, they are so negative that it's it's not it's a drain to me. So I take that into consideration for myself and I say, okay, I want to be a person who's pleasant and positive. I want to walk into a situation or walk into a place and be a person who is pleasant, kind, positive, uplifting, hopeful, and says, no, we can do this. There's a way. Um, I might not know the way right now. I, I have an issue with people who who say we can't do that. In my personal opinion, if we put somebody on the moon, we can do it. We can figure out a way to do it. We may not know that right now how to do it, but we can figure out a way to do it. We just got to put our heads together, seek God, pray, and he's going to give us an answer and we're going to be able to figure this out. I, I take I take real issue with someone that I hire who says I can't we it can't be done. It's fine for you to tell me you can't do it, but it's not fine for you to tell me it can't be done. It can be done. We just have to put our minds together and get it done. You know, um, another characteristic is being service oriented and saying, how can I serve you? How can I make this easier for you? You are hiring me. You are paying me. What can I do to serve you? I am in service to you. Customer service is such a lacking characteristic in today's world. If you're out there and parents and you have kids and you have teenagers, please teach them basic customer service. Teach them to make eye contact. Please, you're the one who can teach them these things in the home before they get to the workplace. Teach them to make eye contact. Teach them to shake hands and smile and say, hello, how are you today? Um, It is a very, it's a lacking thing in our world today, but it is a necessary and needed thing. And all of these things go back to the fruit of the spirit. But today I'm talking to you from the aspect of business and 
and excellence in the workplace. And being someone who is going to be blessed financially is someone who's going to have these characteristics. If you if you want to be blessed um, financially, if you want to be on someone's radar for hire, these are the characteristics that you're going to have. Look, the most educated person, the person with all of the, not that I'm against education, I am 100% for education, but the most educated person can have the worst attitude and not be hireable versus a person who may not have the most education, but they have the best attitude, that person's going to be more hireable and they're going to be more easily teachable, trainable, and they're going to be easier to be promoted because they're going to be willing to learn and to grow and to have the right attitude. Attitude doesn't cost you anything. Attitude doesn't cost you $30,000 like a degree will. Attitude is something you can choose every single day and it's absolutely free. So another characteristic is to be consistent. Just to be someone who consistently shows up. Man, I don't know how many times people have left me high and dry and I'm like, man, Lord, send us consistent people, <laughs> right? And I personally want to be a person who is consistent, someone who just keeps showing up. I was reading in a book uh, yesterday and it said, commitment is required for belonging. Man, let me say that again. Commitment is required for belonging. So many people don't want to be committed in a marriage. They don't want to be committed to a church. They don't want to be committed to a job. They don't want to be committed um, in a family relationship. They don't want to be... We, we, we live in a world of people who are just jumping around. And God has called us to be planted. That's the whole basis of the Flourish ministry is we flourish when we are planted And a lot of times people don't want to be committed. They don't want to be consistent. And because of that, they lack a sense of belonging. We wonder why we feel alone or we don't feel like we belong anywhere or we don't feel like we have rich relationships. It's probably because we jump ship when relationships get hard. We jump ship when things get a little tough and we run off to another place and we never allow our roots to grow down deep. And this is the truth of the matter. A sense of belonging will come when a sense when when you have decided to commit. Commit, commit, commit. Commit to that job, commit to that church, commit to that relationship, commit to your husband or your wife, commit to your kids, commit to your friends and endure through the hard times because that's where relationships are truly built and a sense of belonging comes, right? That's so good. I read that yesterday and I just mulled over it um all day long. So, you know, I'm going to read a couple of verses on this subject. Um, I want to read, I love the story of Hezekiah. So Hezekiah was organizing the things. He was organizing the house of God. And this verse says in 2 Chronicles 31, 21, it says, So this is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah. He did what was good and upright and true before the Lord his God. Now get this, this verse right here, verse 21. He was diligent in every work that he began in the service of the house of God and in the law and the commandments in order to seek his God. And so he prospered. I'm going to read that one more time in the New Living. In all that he did in the service of the temple of God and in his efforts to follow God's laws, Hezekiah sought his God wholeheartedly as a result 
he was very successful. Another version says, and so he prospered when he sought God and worked wholeheartedly. So I said it in all those different versions because I really wanted to drive home that he was seeking God. He was putting God first, doing the work that he was sent to do, organizing and working. It says he worked diligently. So first, he sought God with all of his heart. Second, he worked diligently and wholeheartedly. And then he prospered and he was very successful. We will prosper. I love this. We will prosper if we seek God and work wholeheartedly. There might be something out there that God has created and designed for just for you to do. You can do it. Step out. Be courageous. Bring that thing to the table and bring it to the table in your community or in your church and say, I have this gift and talent. How can we use this? Can you help me develop this? Can you help me um, use this to meet the needs of others? Maybe you're a phenomenal cook. Well, get out there and start cooking meals for the sick. Start cooking meals for people who have just had a new baby. Use it in service. Use it as a, a blessing to other people. And then as you do that, God may put his hand on that and create a business out of it. You just never know what God's going to do. In my life, anything that I've done um, as an extra little business or a side hustle, it has always come out of first using it as a service to someone. Whether it was a gift of hospitality that I used at the church and then now I get to host an Airbnb or whether it was organizing events at the church and now I'm using it as a side hustle or even just you know, designing those charcuterie jars or the fruit that I did for a while that came out of a service to people. And then I was hired. Someone reached out and hired me to do that as a job. And so these are things that got, that you get to do for fun, right? These are things that you get to do just, just to, to have a creative outlet and to have a good time. You know, I love that God wants us to have a good time. (laughs) God's not just requiring us to live very serious, miserable lives. He's calling us to prosper and to be excited and to enjoy life. All right. God loves you. He's got a plan for you. And um, Proverbs 10, 4 says, idle hands make one poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Why would God say that if he didn't want that for you? You know, God wants the very best for you. He wants you to have the very best. One last verse Proverbs 13, 4 says, lazy people want much and get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Um, Another version said, the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. You guys, come on, let's get out there. Let's be excellent. Let's give our very best. Let's be diligent. Let's get brave and step out and use the gifts and talents God's given us for the kingdom of God and also to make a little money. Why not? Let's do it. Let's be blessed. Let's be a blessed people so that then we can share and we can give to the poor and we can be a blessing to others. I love you. I hope you have a great week. I hope you've enjoyed this message. I hope it's encouraged you, spoken to you, challenged you, and you will prosper. Your soul will prosper. You will find satisfaction. Step out and do it. I love you. I believe in you. Get out there. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.